0: podcast of this is your host shira and
1: and liz oh wait we with the we have a
0: great no liz it's fine we're gonna keep moving with it listen we have a great opportunity here i don't know if you know i don't know if you feel all the energy the music in the background but we are broadcasting live for you from the uk with a special guest london lady. baby yes yes london. so we have Susie here <laughs> Yes, and so what we're about to do, we're about to speed this thing up because I know you wanna know about our guests. But before we get started, those of you join us for the first time, we always like to start with an auntie moment, which this is our opportunity to talk about what is daring, what is exciting, um, some things that we need to call people to the carpet on, or just something fun that, unless you know Liz and I a little differently. So anyway, Liz says she has an auntie moment. We haven't connected, so I can't wait to hear it. So Liz, tell them all about
1: it. I do, and Susie, you can feel free to jump right in here because I think this is gonna resonate with you, and it's just exactly what we were talking about in the pre-show. So my house has been a mess. We've been moving, cleaning. I, I, yes, I do have my holiday decorations up. No judgment, y'all, I know. November 1st is when I usually get it, okay? I'm a joyful person, so there's that. (laughs) Um, Anyways, my house is a mess. We've been planning our podcast for 2023. We're working and all that stuff. And I have not had time to clean my house. And it's just, it's just a mess, right? But I refuse to outsource this job. I refuse. I refuse to do it because no one cleans like a Latina cleans. Okay? We get that Fabuloso, but I have to find my new products here. (laughs) And, oh, yes, I'm okay with them sponsoring us if they want to come and sponsor us. I was about to say, Fabuloso,
0: come get us.
1: I'll get some Fabuloso earrings. So, you know, just saying. (laughs) I'm just. You want a Christmas present? I would love some fabuloso Christmas presents, please and thank you. So, and I started thinking about this and I'm like, and Shara, this is a little bit of something what we talked about when we did the special McKinsey report mm-hmm. on how us women tend to take the mental load of the household. More often than that, which tends to exhaust us, right? Whether we have a family, whether we don't, whether we have friends, and even whether we have an immediate family or whether we have an immediate a family that's beyond the immediate in our physical house, right. we tend to take that mental load, and we carry it in the workplace as well. What stops us from outsourcing these things that will improve our lives better? I you know what it's better for me to have my house clean in some kind of fashion or form than to be walking around going oh my gosh because for me a clean house means like my mind is so fuzzy and so messy most of the time that when i have a clean house it helps me kind of undo all that messiness in my house i don't know if you relate to this Uh, (laughs) totally and you and i were talking
2: earlier that from your background and where that came from um, and that you, you know, from as a Hispanic, as a Mexican, that's your job, you keep yeah. the house clean. And what See? I said was, was so ironic is that's an English way. So I said, you have something in common with the yeah. English culture. I didn't know that? Yeah. And my brother's wife, my brother's South African English, but he is, she is Mexican. Oh and her pride and joy is in cooking and keeping the house clean yeah. to the point where i'm like hiding in the room because i'm afraid <laughs> i'm gonna make
1: the house untidy yeah that's a yeah. very good perspective because yeah. it's like it might be my own comfort zone but if i have guests in my home <laughs> it might make them uncomfortable so noted <laughs> thank you susie <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? I think, I think that one of the couple of things that happens is like, when we talk about a lot about stereotypes and stuff like that, some things are just stories unfinished, right? Stereotypes are just generalizations, um, stories unfinished, but there is some things that's important, right? Like creating community specifically when in your house, right? Like in your home, you want people to come and feel immediately a part of a sense of belonging and, and family and familia, right? Like, it's just a thing. Yes, and right. so all of those pieces need to be together. But on the other piece of that, right, you're a very driven person, right? Like, you are very much organized, checklist. Like, we have tons of checklists, y'all. One day, we're just going to show you behind the scenes. It is hilarious. On <laughs> um, my has spreadsheets. To, and Liz has to cross it all, Like, you know, it's like her thing, right? So anyway, long story short, I say that to say a part of wanting to get things in order is just really how we operate and in general we take that on into the workplace all the time mm-hmm. right we want to get things done we want to be a team player we want to be carrying our load we want to be rewarded like all of that plays in the part but i'll tell you what though i'm with you when my space is not clean my mind is all over the place but once my space is clean it's like i can focus i can be but you know what, Sarah,
1: like you mentioned something and we'll we'll get started into our like the meet. Of our podcast because I know that we want to get into Susie's story. Yes. Part of that, it, I know I called it outsourcing, but actually, it's reaching out to your community too, right? Having other people help you, bringing other people in to that circle. Yes. And and giving them the privilege and the to help you in yes. certain things. Yes. That is what community is all about. True. So my whole my whole theme in life is building community. So yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing myself any favors. I'm getting burnt out and I'm not in community. So there we have it.
0: And, yeah. and you could go ahead and just let it go and let somebody else do it. So you can have time for other things. The hundred <laughs> Like other things our podcast. Doing. Right, right. Okay. So anyway, if anybody is going through that right now, you are in good company, but let's get started. So we have a guest today. Susie's already started talking to you. Um, so this is going to be really, really exciting. But um, you know how we introduce people here. I want you to know how I know them why I connect with them and why they're here so um so this one is going to be interesting because Liz just met Susie and they clearly now have some kindred spirit going on um so let me just say so Susie is a person if you ever hear someone say have you met a person and they just insert one name Susie's that person, right? So I've been a part of a lot of organizations where a lot of the, there's an interconnectivity around women, um, advancing women in different industries. And one specifically that I'm very passionate about and specifically because of Susie, is um, about women being on boards and uh, she'll tell you more about the organization and things like that but really what happened was Susie's been one of those people that if I, I go to different events we see each other we may we were and originally we would say hi someone would introduce us as if though we never met you know And we'll go through this thing and then we became communal friends but Susie pulled me aside one day was like can we do have coffee soon and usually when people do that it's a really important conversation so I'm like okay yeah sure we meet up you know, re- relatively soon. And she tells me a story about why is it like her her journey, her career journey and the, the ebbs and flows of it and why it had led her to an organization that she now is passionately involved in. And when I tell you in that moment, I felt like I didn't, I've never, I wasn't expecting that level of vulnerability. Someone just feel a lot about who they were, what they were going through in their career with me and just said, look, this is not where this story ends. We're go- My goal is to be 100% dedicated and making sure that women don't have the same experience I have have better experiences. And this is what I'm going to do is work on having women on boards. And, you know, normally people that's the end of the story, but she goes a level further and says, and I just want you to know, it's important to me that there are women of color on those boards too. Now, keep in mind, she could have just stopped that women was like, okay, Kendra, okay, we got that. But then all of a sudden she was like, no, and it's important for me to make sure there are women of color. And then she's like, I'm not perfect. I don't know everything about all the experiences, but I want to learn. And I want, you know, you, your organization, whatever, to be a part of it. And when I tell you that level of vulnerability, that level of commitment, trust, when you think about, you know, how you want to be included, that was one of those moments to say, "Okay, I'm not on the board. Um, I have no idea how we're about to accomplish this huge goal that you're talking about. But just <laughs> sign me up. I'm in. And I, I, and I want to bring the community that's important to me in. So that's how I know, Susie. Now, I'm going to pass it to Liz because something has happened since <laughs> they've been in London. And now I need to know the story.
1: <laughs> Coffee and wine, you know, basically. No, I mean, I think when Shara first, I always, when Shara introduces me to something, somebody and I, she does the same thing to me. there's an immediate trust between Shara and I. And so I never question anybody that Shara introduces me to. And I said, there's a reason why Shara is attached to this person or she has a connection with this person. And then you and I spoke on the phone very briefly. Well, no, not really briefly. It was supposed to be like- We tried it, yes, and it was supposed to be a 30 minute conversation and it became like an over an hour long conversation. And we're like, you know, I need to get to London and come and meet her up. And so here we are. But so, Susie, thank you so much for coming on the More Than Words podcast. We're so excited to have you here and to hear about your story. I've heard little snippets about it, but I'm pretty sure it's even richer than what we imagined. So the first thing we like to do with all of our guests is talk about the diversity wheel. So you had a chance to look at the diversity wheel and want to tell the audience a little bit about what are the top three dimensions that are important to you at this moment.
2: So hi everyone, I'm Susie Knight and I live in Houston today. Uh, you live in Houston, but I'm in the UK and now I'm torn totally about where to live because they're both great places. But uh, right now my heart is is in England and. The sky is blue and and uh, the sun is shining not, the sun is shining it's not raining, life is good <laughs> and, yeah, and um, I just want to say it's always interesting to me before I talk about the dimensions, you know things that you've said and how they impact people, and how you may not know how those words are impacting people, and um, you know i didn't, don't really remember what i said shara but all i know is you said yes i'm in and but i do remember i think it was around the time of um george floyd and there was just a lot going on and that's when you know my awareness really changed and and um, um i you know, I was involved with, I just, I thought of just women and, and as you know, um, making it easier for women to, to become executives and on boards, but it was the the George Floyd situation and the aware, awareness in a new way about uh, uh, the burden or the difficulty of, of when you're a woman of color, that, that I was just going through that and I saw in my own Team that I had built, that I was lacking in diversity in my own team, and that was shocking to me. I was like surprised <laughs> by myself that I hadn't been aware of that. And so, I, in in retrospect, um, and that was, you know, I think what prompted the conversation. And, and at that time, you might remember, um, we did have different conversations from the first time we started to talk to each other about. Race and about our
0: backgrounds in in a more open way. So,
2: mm-hmm. and the um, one thing, Susie, yeah.
0: I think some people should hear is that you were very honest. You were like, "This is where I am. These are the gaps that I have, and this is how." You know, call me to the carpet if something comes up. Don't let me go down this rabbit hole again, right? Like I'm, I'm coming out of my this blonde spot, and I now I want to be more intentional and aware. So we have a lot of those moments where like, okay, so Susie, you know, or and and, and it's and it's so funny because yeah. I we we do it so much like how you should very naturally right. to say, okay, well, you know, don't touch my hair, or you know, not in public, like like ask some questions. We can talk about that later, you know, those things and. You are just so hilarious. you be like, okay, I can't wait. Make sure we talk about it so I can know, right? And then you apply <laughs> it to so many places. You don't tell people you like. So I had the conversation with yeah. Shira, <laughs> so I know that's the no-no. And no. Hey, let's stop. but I love well, I that, it Susie. So, I love that. I think that. it's so
1: interesting that, um, and I, I recently read the book, The Book of Joy, with the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu, yeah. and we're all going. And and I, what I got from that book, and I posted something earlier about, to I'll make better mistakes. Mm. you know like Mm. and, and i feel like that is that kind of encompasses that because how are we how are we all going to grow um we all carry biases um we all carry assumptions um depending on how we grew up or our life experiences we're all going to make mistakes and again going back to the community side of it you know we cannot do this without one another you cannot do this silo You know, you couldn't grow in your awareness without someone like Ashera or other people around you with different experiences. And that's why we started this podcast, right? Was because of the stories. And yes, for our listeners, I know you're driving in the car by yourself, but hopefully we give you that courage and that bravery to kind of go out there and make those mistakes and then say, oh, hey, I made a mistake, I apologize and have a little grace of it and, you know, Gonna go, oh my gosh, I messed up there. And then tomorrow we'll make better ones, right? Yeah. Better mistakes. No,
2: sure. Yeah. I just um, to close that out, Chara, you may remember this year um, I'm, for the panel for Fifty Fifty Women on Boards, um, you know, you have to accommodate certain people that have sponsored and, and who have a voice. And so I had the panel put together. And uh, actually, Shara and I spoke and and I said, you know, Shara, I know I need to find someone else to put on this panel because I looked and it's not it had age diversity and it had skill diversity, but it really didn't have um, um, racial diversity or. uh, And so um, and so and I said to Shara and she said to me, well, I'm so glad you said that because I was going to call you out on it. I said, I'm ahead of you, I'm already
0: there. you know I couldn't help myself I was like let me let let her finish her sentence but I'm gonna have to say something but you know what though Susie it's because like when you create that environment that I can't right like not everybody feels empowered to do that and I'm a different phase in my life where I feel more empowered no matter if people give me the space or not but there are people who need that like when you said hey listen I recognize there's a gap here I need your help or you were like this is what I'm thinking I've been cognizant of these things someone else really needs to hear that like that really matters to them it matters to me for sure yeah
1: Yeah. and it matters to people who work for you as well because as a leader of an organization we're going to model your behavior and when you Mm -hmm. have that behavior in the organization it opens the doors for others to ask those questions or to say oh wow okay I do feel like I have a sense of belonging here You know, know, this
2: podcast could go for about two
1: hours. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Right. The next question, we'll move on. So in your dimensions, what are the stereotypes that you face in the workplace or in your person? And and what has been the impact? Well,
2: I answered the questions a little differently. I think the question was what are dimensions are important to me at the moment. So I made it very personal. I didn't make it you know, how do I feel professionally? I made it personal. And so it's in the context of where I am in my own life. And I had to spend quite a lot of time because going around that wheel, thinking about these things. And so the three that came up was actually my professional work. It did come up is that that is still a a big value for me and that I wanna continue to be involved and have been able to do that in London and why I'm sitting on this podcast. So that having that, um, being able to contribute through my um, a, a professional life is important. And then my geographic location is just a huge issue for me at the moment. <laughs> you know, where am I going to live? How can I live there? Can I live in both? You know, is that a good pro- Is that a bad know, problem to have? Yeah, yeah. And how can I make that happen? And I'm so fortunate that I can do that because I have dual nationality, which is a whole, you know, another question. And then you know the other thing that came up was um, just because I'm, I'm I'm in my 60s I'm 65 I'm turning 66 in January so was my physical ability that's important that I need to remember that for myself but it's true for everybody no matter you know where you are in your life because the importance of staying physically fit is 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 a big one for me and then and then the other one was my economic status, what does that mean, you know? Um, uh, uh, how, how do I, you know, I don't even know what question to ask myself about that other than how, how do I reflect, is, is it okay for me to be where I am in my status in life? Is it okay for me to talk about the fact that I've worked hard and that we were talking about this a little bit earlier and that I've saved money and therefore I have some freedom to do some things and but what does that mean in terms of how I deal with other people you know um, and in particular this came up for me because in London there's so many different parts of London so you've got East London right which is a certain certain it's kind of can be a little kind of in East London then you can go to Hampstead which is like beautiful so and then you can go to Crouch End where my brother lives and it's like a combination of both so I'm trying to figure out what environment what cultural environment what community to use your word what community do I want to be in and I don't want to be in an exclusive community I want to I want to be in an inclusive community but I like nice coffee shops and I like you know (laughs) nice restaurant. So I'm struggling with, you know, how you blend those together.
0: Mm. We had a little bit of that conversation when we were talking about gentrification or one of our past episodes. There you, go.
1: there you go. And it's
0: so interesting. Like, we we had so many different points of view, like people who were in a community that had changed drastically or finding yourself trying to find it moving, trying to find yes. a new community, right? And yes. so it's interesting. Social economic doesn't normally pop up on an everyday basis, right? But when it does, it does. It's one of those things that has to be a little bit like, Ooh, where have I been? Like, I'm now here. My, my status has changed or is changing. And I need to now look at my myself as others may see me or the community yeah. in which I want to be in. And, and, then, and they want to see me. How do I create it? How am I going to yeah. be experienced by others? And I will say that, you know, this is a great conversation. I hope that we are able to dive into it at another time. But this right. is a conversation many people are having and will continue to have throughout Absolutely. their transitions, especially the ambitious people that we come past, right? Like They're in the process of trying to be entrepreneurs, or they're moving in different stages of their life. And, or they had the great awakening, right? Where they were like, okay, company is not enough. I got more to give to the world, right? So I can't wait for us to get to that. But Susie, I do want to go back to something. This is the first time, you know, I'm glad you shared this, but we've talked about your transition, right? You know, you were adamant to say, I'm not retirement. Sorry, I'm not retiring. That's not the word. Um, but what you're in this transition and we're and what have you named it? Because that was a big thing. Like our last conversation was I'm putting you're going to name it in a way that had a positive intent about all the things that was you were going through around this transition.
2: You know, I'm, I'm I am just waiting to see. I, I'm, I'm in this blessed or fabulous position to just wait for, to see what life has for me and it's been a long time i i have done this in the past but i would forgotten um so i would just say i'm open open to new open to what life is going to bring me
1: well i know in our call because to share's point you didn't recall it retirement you called it a transition or a shift and i think yes. many people are going through something like that, whether it's a career shift or a personal shift, or because of the of the great awakening or the great resignation or the great breakup, whatever people want to call, I call it the great breakup. Um, but what advice would you give to someone that is going through a shift?
2: So, so, so let me go back, and you know, mine mine was a little different, and so I need to frame a context about why I'm where I am today, which is um joining financial services i've got to give a just a little background you know um 10 years ago 12 years ago i entered into the financial services business and again with reflecting last night i realized i really hadn't experienced quite the discrimination or the the preferred treatment for white men that uh, that i experienced when i went into financial services and um and uh, you know, I fought the good battle and, and you know I sought out other women and I tried to find um, uh, uh, people that felt the same as me and I was really struggling to do that. but it wasn't only the financial services, it's also in all fairness, the regulatory environment of financial services where I could not do what I'm doing right now with you. That was, a big deal for me. I, I would have to go to compliance. I'd have to get, you know, permission from God uh, to to be able to come and speak to you, and that was just killing my soul. So about four years ago, I had a couple of things happen to me at work where I made a mistake, and I was condemned for that mistake, and I was felt threatened that my whole livelihood was going to be ripped away from me. Um, uh, and uh, you know after going through that I said this is just not worth it. I'm just and it wasn't actually it was another woman who was not supportive to me. So that happens too you know it's not, It's not always uh, gender discrimination. It can just be the unfriendly environment or the tough environment that you're in. And she herself was a victim of the environment. You know, this is what she had to do in her role. So, and I just said, um, you know, I can't do this anymore. And I looked for a partner in my business and I was introduced to to a younger uh, partner who, um, and, and I actually um, made the decision to sell my my clients back to and to to uh, exit um, uh, exit the business. And so, what was the question again? Oh, how do I make the transition? So, so I, the one I was thinking about this yesterday, and it's if you want to make change, be thoughtful about it, and um have a plan. It's so easy to just react emotionally and walk out the door um, but you know I think if you if, if if I had done that, I mean I wouldn't have had the choices that I have today. So sometimes it takes patience and planning and also in, in you know try everything you can to stay in the environment you're in and to 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 make a change within that environment you know don't don't immediately give up um and so um and and people a lot of times in transition i don't hear people talking a lot about being being financially prepared and (laughs) that's a huge issue because if you just walk out and you don't have the resources to take care of yourself, the amount
1: of stress that comes with with that, you know, having financial burden is well, and then
2: is, you lose the choice. You, you end up exactly. right back in the same situation yeah. because, you know, and people get laid off and they think, oh, I've got four months. You no, know? absolutely, no,
1: you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm so glad that you said that whole story, Suzy, because I feel like that's going to resonate with so many people. I. I got chills when you were talking about that event that just kind of made you pivot and the lack of autonomy that you felt like you didn't you you didn't have and i feel like many of our listeners are really going to appreciate that because it gave me chills and i just want to take a moment and acknowledge that because it is something that happens and it's something that ends up you end up pivoting i mean we have this whole series they lost me because of that yeah. They
2: lost the, my talent, that moment, and how that was handled, is the reason I'm no longer at that, and at that, that at that company.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Oftentimes people, um, and I'm sure that there's some to Liz's point. There's so many people who can resonate with it, but what I was coming up for me is, you know some of my experiences has definitely been more such a death by a thousand cuts like it becomes so much so that you don't even know that it's happening yeah. right like, well, it's that, like yeah. oh, yes. this little thing like these microaggressions <laughs> yeah. like it's when you start like, reflecting oh, back yeah like, right you start reflecting back from that big moment yes. all the way to the many little yes. moments that was kind of leading up and kind of yes. or just over time that you just have forgotten and made it your normalized experience yes. like these totally are the right. moments I beat that myself were up for it
1: I beat myself up looking back at those thousand cuts and be like, man, how did I let this happen? How, what like and I think this whole and I, and I keep saying this, our society really is driven by fear a lot of the times. Yeah, we, absolutely. Need to, we need to break that that cycle.
0: Scarcity. We need
1: about, yeah, we need, we need to break those cycles. That's why that's why joy is one of our podcast values, because it's something you know that we're going we're gonna to go through difficult times. That is inevitable. But you can always have that underlying joy no matter what. And I think when I'm I'm not driven by fear at the moment, and I don't have that glass ceiling anymore, right? Because yeah. that event made me pivot so much and those cuts were so, yes, I did beat myself up at the beginning, but now that I've come on the other side of it and I've made my mistakes and I'm making better mistakes now, and um, I don't feel like I have that glass ceiling, right? I always talk about the infinite runways and that's how I feel. You know, know, I feel,
2: you know, what I have to say is I feel sad when I think about it Mm -hmm. because, You know, I was given that amazing opportunity. I'm letting it show my emotions, right? Because when I went into that business, I told you earlier, I'd had cancer and I I got that job. I got into that business while I was still recovering from cancer. And it was this incredible opportunity that I had been given at the time where they were gonna invest money in me. You know, it was like I was a startup and I had my own business and and um, so, what is sad is that, you know, I was incredibly successful. I was in the top 5%. And yet, I just couldn't reconcile staying there in, and I couldn't get heard. And, you know, we talk about the stereotypes, yeah, the stereotypes. okay? So, the stereotypes, of, you know, um, is that I'm um, outspoken, bossy. <laughs> which is probably true, but outspoken, bossy, and 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 all of those, um, you know, all of that side of things, and I just, um, I didn't know how I could change that part of myself and, and still be true, all them being outspoken wasn't bad, but it was so argumentative, mm. you know, and so It's just sad to me that and and, and the numbers reflect that I'm not the only one because still today there's only 10% of financial
1: advisors are women. 10%. Well, it's a good question. If I can jump into this question is, you know, we we talked about the McKinsey report um, that came out and women leaders are leaving the organization at higher rates than ever before. And I know you work on the you're part of the 50-50 women on board. right? How is 50-50 women on board responding to this potential pipeline issue? I mean, we were already having it and now it's being further.
2: Well, um, I think you mentioned this earlier, it's about um, um, having more visibility of women who are already board members available so that younger women can visibly see that there is a pathway for them to be on boards. And so um, I think when it when 5050 started out 10 years ago, it was there, you know, there was 10% of independent board directors were women. I mean, today, it's tracking towards 30%. So that's a big difference, right? So in the beginning, it was just like, how do we get executive women, very focused, to be board members, and now we've taken it to this this new level. And um, Shara was at our event, and we had a lot of um, middle career women, even some younger women there. And so it's opening up their eyes. This is like everything else, just opening up their eyes to the to the possibility of these roles. And um, and then we do now have training courses that are targeted directly to uh to just okay what is a board you know what does a board do and um you know how do I today do things in my what action should I take in my career today that will make that possible for me 10 years 15 years down the road so it's having the longer view to get on boards
0: yeah I want to just take a moment first and foremost I want to go back to just where we, the emotion you just shared with us. And I do want to acknowledge, I know the journey, more of the story, right? And I get to really just appreciate your vulnerability at the moment to share that that transition and that, you know, the the emotions that's coming up for you. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge it. To say, you know, there's a lot of people who are going through this and we don't spend we always spend the time on what's the beginning or the end or where you're going or the transition of the story. But there's a lot of emotion right now around. Am I doing the right thing? Um, And now that I've done this thing, you know, where am I? What's coming up for me? And how am I feeling? Where's my community? You know, what supports do I need? And I want to just call it out in this moment to say. No matter where you are in this transition, right, the the decisions that you've decided to make, there's always a community for you. And Susie, you have a vast network of individuals, but I I want to just submit for you to consider um, where is your community, right? The place that you feel the most safe um, to go through these ebbs and flows of the emotions during your transition and making sure that you find and be intentional around that, because right now we have a number of clients who are going through this transition and, and we've been on a a lot of the high of it, right? Like, you know, it's new, it's shiny, but the road is coming where it's not going to have it. And and a lot of the McKinsey report and others are saying, yes, there's a lot of people going through this. Yes, it's exciting, but like any change it has its peak and then it has (laughs) this, you know, straight road. Right. Yeah. And so I just want to let you know, right. That, you know, I'm glad that you were open to share that and all the yeah, many and, pieces yeah, of it. I just so. want to
2: clarify that the sadness is not for me. The sadness is for the system,
0: right? The sadness is for that anyone. the system is not Correct. working
2: for any women. Mm. I'm just, you know, it's not about me. It's like this amazing organization, this amazing company that provides fantastic benefits i think Mm -hmm. this is something else to talk about the corporations are just throwing benefits right i've got you know mental fitness and i'm giving you all these benefits 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 but it's not and and and, i mean was i don't want to mention the company but Mm -mm. the company was amazing in in the benefits that it offers family leave and this and that Mm -hmm. and the other but somehow the system
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's, and that's and the we sad talk, part. That's the yeah. sad part. And I think yeah. I'm glad we called that out. Right. There's an individual experience. There's a collective experience right that we're all going through. But I will yeah. say that, you know, you're right. It is a system. Right. I, we talk a lot about this on the on the podcast about, <laughs> you know, the company environment is a system. It's it's is to keep you as much as possible is yes. to attract you is to keep you and it's yes. going to serve more it's going to serve some more than others who are more like the there system that they want to create and the more you deviate the more you grow you you oh, yeah. grow from that in and, group to and the once out you group, see right?
1: you can't unsee right because <laughs> right. i mean i'm fairly young in my career and i could have been somewhere well i am some i am someone no but i mean if, if i kept if i Played the game and I wasn't bossy and I wasn't (laughs) loud and I wasn't, you know, outspoken. Yeah, outspoken. (laughs) Um, I wasn't a disruptor. I I could have definitely been out there, but I've seen something and I cannot unsee it. And that environment just wasn't conducive to who I am. And yeah, I, you know, I, I do a lot of career shifting coaching. And to Shara's point on the ebbs and flows is, Figuring out your why, because the one thing I want to I want to point out to here, when we were talking when Susie sat down and we talked for a little bit. She immediately wanted to reach out. She, you do a lot of I. What I, I'm just assuming here, but you and what, a little bit what Shara says. You're right.
0: You, she does. You, you
1: reach back a lot, mm. so you're in this position of privilege mm. in many sense, in a lot of senses, right? Mm. Um, and the first thing that she did, she says, "You, you know, I know a, a lot of people here, and I can." <laughs> She was so get willing, you a job. Yeah, she was so willing to just reach. And I mean, yes, I mean, I absolutely appreciate that. Not a job, a consulting gig. Yeah. Right, right. But you know, know, she was so willing, so willing without even thinking about reaching All, back,
0: right? Always.
1: Always, and if I can offer mm. something, if I may, is maybe bring a little bit of selfishness and have mm. others help you kind of back
0: to my mm. auntie moment. Please ooh, tell her Liz
1: because I'll be t- telling tell Susie all the time
0: like tell us what you need. What do you need for what do you need from us? How can we help? Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm good, everything. Just let's get this just do this big, big, exciting thing. But that's why I went back to that question. Like, hey, it's okay to think about the collective, but what do you need for yourself in this experience? And what emotions are coming up for you, right? And, and make sure you have community because Susie's that person. Okay, y'all think I like the network. Susie is at more than I'm at. Okay. Like She be talking about events that I've been to, like, maybe five events in one week. Susan done been to, like, eight, 14, right? Like, she's everywhere. But one of those things is she is always networking to make sure people are connected. But once again, one of the biggest pieces is, you know, in your community, once you build community with somebody, you want the best for them individually, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the two-way street we don't often talk about, which is, like, that individual Mm. connectedness and that collective connectedness that we all should have and what we all may need in in these particular journeys. And to that point, Susie, I have a question for you. So Mm. now looking back on your experience, Mm. right, you deal with, so many different communities the board community you know so many different individuals throughout our network but what would you say to someone early in their career who are really thinking about that upward shift right to leadership or to even aspire to be on a board because you this is where a lot of people are they're like the next 5 years are going to be this for me um
2: well funnily enough i'd sort of say Liz might want to share what she's done in her life
1: because (laughs) she
2: was sharing her story about how she came to work and and how you came to college. And the consistent theme that that I heard was raise your hand, Mm. speak Mm. up. Yeah. And so I hear people all the time, you know, well, what do I need to do? What course do I need to do? What qualification do I need to get? And I say this in women on boards too. They're like, "Oh, should I go here? And do I need that? And what other, you know, stamp of approval do I need to know to tell other people that I'm valuable and worth it?" Right? A much simpler solution is to go, "Hey, hey, I'm interested," <laughs> you know. And whether it's uh, whether it's to get on the board, whether it's hey dating, you know, hello, <laughs> you know, <I> mean,
0: <laughs> that's right <laughs> thinking about that's it actually right? a good point right it does take a little right. bit of a jump out there yes, you know
2: like i think younger women are better than that but when i came up it was like oh you didn't let anybody you know you didn't let any and it's interesting the analogy right because you didn't let anybody know that you were interested
1: right
2: right <laughs> absolutely gosh
1: man what was i can't remember the book that i read that it talked about that uh, it was specifically for women and being leaders and it's like. I, mean, I hear so many women say you know that they're so they're frustrated they feel stuck and something that you brought up earlier was try to make it better where you are at now try to make mm. that environment available to you do everything mm. that you can for that Just in that environment. to make it work yes and then whenever there'll come a time where it works or it doesn't yeah and I think so many people like especially what I hear from my experience on women that I coach is you know, they feel stuck. They feel frustrated. Um, there's a lot of outwardly pointing, like, "Well, they don't do this, and exactly. they don't do." And so, when I asked the question back to them, I said, "Well, what have you, you done, done right. to make this shift?" And it's like, people aren't going to assume that you want a promotion or a leadership because I, I and I experienced this when I had when I was pregnant with my first child. Um, I had conversations in the room where they were talking about me potentially not coming back. So you have other people who have biases or assumptions made out of you, but if you just raise your hand and said, actually, no, I'm I'm just going to have, I'm going to be like Beyonce. I'm like, I'm going to have a baby and then like get back to it. Right. (laughs) And then, you know, and I want that leadership role and I want to do this, this, and this. So, I mean, I think that's such a. Yeah, not many
2: women will say it like that.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> With true. my nails. It's true. So, we need so, to and it. this is why you're living the life you are mm. this exciting, scary, very scary, changing exciting. life. It's, yeah. it's not a, it's not a straight up path, but, mm. um, you know, the last, what was, has really been transformative to me. And, and I think this will help others is that about a year ago, I, um, started looking into the mental fitness. And, uh, and I've actually I've talked to you a little bit about it. It's, uh, it's um, uh, been transformative for me in, in my life. And that was understanding what the saboteurs are, what the judge in my head is, what the judge is saying, you're not this, you're not this enough, you're not that enough, or, you know, and, and understanding those voices in my head and then using these practical tools to move from that um, from that mode into um, into what we call the sage mode, which is you know and being more empathetic, which is what you guys are saying to to me about myself, and and I'm you know trying to learn how to do that to be empathetic, and say it's okay, and then as, and to to look at your environment and to try and navigate that environment, and then to you know just be open, which is what I'm trying to do right now crazy openness, what is going to come? You know, don't prejudge what all your opportunities are. Mm. So so be creative around that flow, right? And then eventually you'll kind of figure out, okay, this is what I want to do. And then it's taking the action and raising the hand. So a lot of people will get <laughs> to, you know, get almost there, but then the fear holds them back. Mm. Mm, and so the again. other thing that i've been learned i struggled with depression and anxiety really more anxiety than depression and um and this program has helped me so much with the anxiety and the anxiety was coming from quasi ptsd where i'd had bad experiences in my life and so everything I was projecting that now because that had happened in the past, it was going to happen to me in every other situation. Mm -hmm. And so this program has helped me so much to just stay in the moment right? And just breathe and stay in the moment and then let today happen because, you know, maybe it'll be a good day. You know? Yes. And <laughs> so a, it's really changed for me. And oh, Susie, I can that. tell.
0: Yeah, I can tell because let me just say, in in, in, a, in a past Susie moment, we would have been like and let me, she's like always moving and shaking. Right? It's like, okay, so we're we talking about this event, but then let me talk to you about something that's going to happen three months from now and then next year we're going to be doing this. And I used to just, it, first of all. all. your energy is infectious no matter where you are like you Mm. you are Susie, and people know who that is they never even have to say your last name but what i will say is one of the biggest pieces about right now that i get to reflect see is see as someone in your community is that you are holding space for yourself to be present and i think a lot of people are going to be surprised because you don't spend a lot of time on you and that has been that was the reason i asked you to come less about the work that we do because that's just something that we are passionate about and we love, but more about you as the person, because the, you as the person has really drive a lot of the energy into the spaces that you, you operate in any place that you decide you want to invest in, you bring all of this to it and to see that you get to be present, right. And not just in the yeah. plan and in the future and all of that. <laughs> I am just so, I'm, I'm literally can't, I was speechless over here for a minute. I'm just smiling. I'm sure the that, video That's, that's, a, that's a very,
1: <laughs> that's a very common trait in finance people who have anxiety. Let me just say that because I feel like I've seen that so much. Time I have the same thing. How much? What am I sharing? Like I always talk about ten steps ahead. I'm like, always. I'm never enjoying the moment. I'm always talking to ten steps. Wait, I, Susie, thank you so much for sharing your story. I feel like we need a part two in, in this. <laughs>
0: We do, we do. i
1: I got questions in blue that I didn't get to. But, yes. um, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. That's um, okay. I, mean, I definitely want to talk about I know you 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 have a big passion on the financial investment side as well yes, as ESG. I do. I want to have a whole episode on that because that's something that's a big thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a little bit ahead in the US, but in the UK it's something that is just now starting in the UK right is the ESG movement. Um, and it's interesting to be in both countries and experience the difference between the two. Um, I want to talk more about women on board. And I mean, I just want to have a, and I just want to have yes. you with me. Yes. Like I think, you know, yes. I think this is going to be great. Yes. But I just want to thank you, Susie, um, for coming onto our podcast and sharing your story and being vulnerable with us and showing that vulnerability because, you know, we get lost and lost in, in, in in lives that time and we don't want to show that vulnerability because mm. we have fear right
2: mm-hmm. for sure yeah like so, yeah go ahead, ahead.
0: No, Susie, no, I, I just want to thank you. Like, I really do. I want to thank you because I know that, you know, between you and Liz, y'all probably looking at our list of questions that we haven't gotten to, but to be present in this moment <laughs> with y'all, like, I think the people who know you, Susie, is going to really value this conversation because what you all don't know is this is like her way of unveiling, right? Like a lot of people come here and they're at the, the, t- the middle or the end of their, like, hey, I went through this, right? But Susie is actually in her transition to like the exciting part of something new and she's has this great legacy and, and that people know and love but I don't know how many people, how many, how much you know that we're excited for this transition that you're on. Like your community is very excited for you. And so I just want you to hear that from me and the many others who are in your network. And so I'm glad that you showed up in this way so that everyone else can hear more about you as a person versus the organizations you've been attached to. So thank you so much, Susie. It meant a lot and I'm glad you felt the safeness to do it.
2: Well, thank you both. I mean, Shara, I don't know if you recognize this or not but you've been a, an advocate and a mentor for me and so you've made a difference and now liz as well so Aww.
0: <laughs> Aww, thanks that means okay, so a lot virtual, virtual hug to you. Yeah, hugs. Hugs. okay if y'all not well, so watching youtube home. you're missing it <laughs>
2: yeah I'll be home on Wednesday so
0: perfect we'll connect then and y'all I'm are not invited no no yeah. no Liz you stay because I need to come to you but Susie, when you come we're gonna meet up and then listen y'all not invited because I gotta get the tea on what, what they were really doing in London okay so listen we're gonna wrap up for those of you just um, who thank you so much Susie, to our guests. Um, Liz run them down tell them how they can connect with us
1: yeah follow us on Instagram at more than words podcast uh, send us your questions who do you want to see we're preparing a great
0: 2020 2023 2020 23. i was like
1: 20, how many we need 20, all the 20s 30s. all the 20s We don't want time. to do 2020 again <laughs> um send us a send us an email at liz and share at more than uh follow us on ig like click click like share every click. all those things yes, yes. click yes. click right. whatever we'll <laughs> so see you all see later. later next
0: episode Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs>